From the Financial Times in London, I'm Patrick Jenkins, the FT's financial editor, and this is FT News. Deutsche Bank has changed its chief executive in dramatic fashion after John Cryan was ousted and replaced by Christian Seving, the bank's retail chief. Well, to discuss the events and what they mean, I'm joined by Olaf Storbeck, the FT's correspondent in Frankfurt, and also Laura Noonan here in the studio in London. She's our investment banking correspondent. Olaf, tell us how these events unfolded over the weekend. It was pretty dramatic. Yes, it has been a hell of a weekend for Deutsche, actually. So on Saturday morning, we got the news that an emergency board meeting was scheduled for Sunday night. And later, Deutsche Bank admitted that the succession will be on top of the agenda. On Saturday, several committees of Deutsche Supervisory Board met and talked about different options. And in a four-hour board meeting on Sunday night, eventually decided to oust Mr. Krein and appoint Christian Weving with immediate effect. And this came after several weeks of speculation that Mr. Krein was going to be ousted after it emerged that the chairman, Paul Achleitner, had been conducting supposedly low-key searches for a potential external successor. Was that really what led to this rather sudden process, that it was all out in the open, they didn't want to lose control of the process altogether? Yes, well, the situation escalated because the chairman, Paul Achleitner, after these reports emerged, didn't say anything in public backing Mr. Krein and basically let the situation linger on. And this damaged Mr. Crime's standing inside the bank and outside beyond repair, then forced the bank to act probably more quickly than Mr. Achleitner initially wanted to act. I'll just bring in Laurie here, because one of the interesting turns of events is that we now have the former retail banking chief of Deutsche taking control of the whole group. It's actually quite a different scenario from what might have been imagined, given that Mr. Achleitner approached a number of senior international investment bankers as the external idea for a successor. At the same time, Garth Ritchie, who's an equities banker, has been promoted to run the whole of the investment bank. What are all these bits of news mean, Laura, for the future of Deutsche's investment bank, which, as we know, once was a real giant in the global investment banking sphere and has been rather troubled over the past few years. Well, I think anyone who's listening to your account of how things unfolded there can appreciate that this was a fairly scattergun situation. It doesn't look like they were really consistent in terms of what they actually wanted. Now, we have been here before. I mean, many of our listeners will recall when Barclays appointed their retail banking chief, Anthony Jenkins, to run their total group. That didn't end terribly well. I guess shareholders in Deutsche will be hoping that this ends better. But it is hard to really see a discernible strategic message from this because at the same time as having the former head of the retail bank become chief executive, they've also appointed a number of directors to the supervisory board who hail from the investment bank side. So you couldn't really look at the changes in the last few days and say there's been a clear pullback from the investment bank. Even earlier than this, the investment bank had stopped talking about hanging on to market share, had stopped talking about growing the revenue line and were more focused around profitability, around efficiency. And they were looking more to pair back than they were to defend growth. I think we'll definitely see more of that. It's something that we needed to see anyway. And we also saw in the last few days, the former co-head of the investment bank, Marcus Schenk, who was hired from Goldman Sachs, he is also stepping down. He was brought in as part of a drive to keep the advisory side alive and to keep Deutsche's dream of being a global corporate finance house alive. And I think that 
dream may die with his decision to leave. So I think the idea of Deutsche being a global investment bank powerhouse has probably gone. You'll probably see it do more niche and hopefully more economically viable business around serving German corporates. But I think they were probably moving in that direction anyway. I think even if one of the investment bankers, Paul Ackleitner, had been targeting, had taken the job, you would still have seen the investment bank carved into something smaller and more profitable, similar to what Andrea Ortel has tried to do at the UBS. They have basically cut their investment bank to bits, but they have made it a smaller and more profitable unit. Okay, there's lots of interesting angles to look at in this whole story. But I suppose, Olaf, one of the biggest questions remaining is what happens to Paul Achleitner, the chairman? So Mr. Achleitner's now worked with three different CEOs. Andrew Jane, he inherited, along with his sidekick, Jürgen Fitchin. Also, John Cryan and now Christian Seving. As we've said, the whole process has been pretty chaotic. Under German corporate governance rules, the chairman is responsible for a lot of the kind of strategic decisions about the bank, the appointments to the executive board. He has to take a lot of the blame for Deutsche's pretty shocking performance. It's very lacklustre share price. There's a lot of investor anger still about Mr. Achleitner himself. After six years in the job, can he stay much longer, do you think? Shareholders are royally unimpressed by Mr. Achleitner's performance. We talked to many of the biggest shareholders and all of them are really frustrated by the way Mr. Achleitner dealt with the situation. And many would rather replace him in a perfect world. But everyone we talked to also acknowledges that it's not really possible at the moment. Just from a practical point of view, leaving legal constraints aside, everyone says, well, at the moment you wouldn't want to replace the CEO and the chairman in such a precarious situation at the same time, basically turning the bank into a rudderless ship. So the chaos Achleitner has arguably created on the executive board basically saves his own job for now. And also, as difficult as it was to find an external successor for the CEO role, it's at least as difficult to come up with suitable replacements for the chairman. There are surely people around capable of doing it, but if they were fancying taking up the job, is a completely separate question because it's probably one of the toughest jobs in European banking at the moment. That's a really interesting point, Olaf. Of course, as we said earlier, Mr. Achleitner refreshed his supervisory board last week. Uh, just wondered whether you thought one of the famous names that he brought on, the former Merrill Lynch chief John Thane, was in any way a viable future chairman of that supervisory board. Probably not, as most people argue that you need to be a German speaker to be able to do this role as the contact to regulators and probably even more importantly to politicians in Berlin requires to be able to talk German. That has been quite an unfortunate situation with Andrew Jane as CEO. He had the German speaker as his sidekick. But as a chairman and given the high importance of having a good relationship with the trade union to name half of the supervisory board members and are very rooted in the German-speaking part of the bank, it would be hard to imagine to have Mr. Thane as a credible chairman. Not to mention his own rather patchy reputation, Laura. I'm somewhat sceptical on the importance or on how useful it has been to them having German speakers in the chief executive's chair and in the chairman's chair because for the last three years they've had a chief executive who speaks German, they've had a chairman who speaks German and if you look at what they've managed to achieve with the union so far it hasn't been exactly groundbreaking. So I think that at some point Deutsche may have to make a choice between someone who knows banking really well and someone who knows Germany really well. And if they can't find them both, there may be a point when actually someone who can make the necessary decisions around the core banking questions becomes more important to them than someone who can handle Berlin and someone who can handle the workers' councils. 
So, Olaf, just to round off here, Christian Seving, the new chief executive, is a relatively unknown quantity for many international banking watchers. Although he's had a lifelong career at Deutsche, he's not really had much profile in the international wing of Deutsche Bank. What can you tell us about him and what we should expect of him? His CV is really interesting. It's rather similar to the CV of Hilmar Kopper, who was the bank's towering CEO back in the 90s. Both of them started as teenagers doing an apprenticeship at a bank at a local branch and then rose through the ranks of the internal organization without ever going to university. Mr. Seving made large part of his career actually not in retail banking. That's where he started and that's where he basically ended before taking the CEO role. But in between, for more than 20 years, he was in risk management and internal auditing. He's very popular with regulators and also seen as a kind of down-to-earth, non-arrogant senior executive, which is a rare thing at Deutsche, actually. All we have to see is whether his appointment actually works in terms of improving profitability and the share price. Fingers crossed for investors. Thank you very much, Olaf and Laura. This is a segment that will appear as part of the Banking Weekly podcast, which comes out every Tuesday and can be downloaded from all the usual podcast providers. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc., Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.